We are New Life Community Church in Rogers Park. A community church in the city of Chicago, all over the city, for the good of the city. Right now, we are in the midst of our series, The Ten Commandments. Bum, bum, bum. A look at the original commandments and how they align with Christ's law. Wherever you're listening, I hope you are blessed by this message. A woman that went into a jewel osco. As she was walking through the aisles, she heard what we just heard a few moments ago from that cute, adorable baby journey as she was screaming her lungs out, right? Uh, <laughs> the same thing was happening in Jewel Osco. And this lady could hear it halfway across the store, okay? This baby had some lungs. As uh, Danielle was saying about her beautiful baby, she's like, man, this girl can scream Mariah Carey notes. Okay. That's, this, this girl was going through Jurassic and she could hear that on the other side of the store. And as she was like shopping, she's like, man, like 10 minutes later, the baby's still screaming. So she goes over and she like peeks around the aisle and she sees a single dad like pushing a little baby in the car and the baby's just screaming, right? And the dads, you can hear the dad just slowly, like calmly, peacefully whispering, like, it's okay, Michael. It's going to be okay, Michael. Just calm down, Michael. Calm down. It's going to be okay, Michael. Just don't yell, Michael. Don't yell. She's like, man, this dad is, like, so calm and peaceful. In I mean, you know, any parent, it's more embarrassing probably for the parent, right? They're just like, oh, everybody's looking at me. Everybody's annoyed with me. And so she kept chopping, and like, as 20 minutes go by, this baby's still screaming. The dad just keeps going every aisle as she comes out. She sees him, and he's like, it's okay, Michael. Just calm down, Michael. You're going to make it through this, Michael. Come on. And so eventually, after like 20 minutes, she's like, man, I got to go encourage this dad. He has been so peaceful and calm. So she goes up to him, and she's like, sir, I just got to let you know, I have been so encouraged by how you have been. Whoa, there, go by. said this with there we go, got it. Uh, <laughs> from that, from the phone, maybe. This, this thing will get distracted by phone. So anyway. She goes up and she talks to him, and she's like, you have been so encouraging to me that you have been so patient with your little boy. Thank you for being so patient with little Michael. And he's like, lady, the baby's not Michael. My name's Michael. <laughs> so, I, can you get another cable for you? This is not going to work. <laughs> We're gonna connect. Oh, he's a he's a sound guy, improv sound guy. There, there we go. Now you won't have to hear robot gaming for the rest of this. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're joining New Life Rogers Park outdoors, but not for long. Woo! Come on, let's get another celebration real quick. It's been a while. We get to go in the We should have like canopy, you know, with everybody like waving their arms. They run inside next week, so we'll see. We'll see what we can pull off. Um, it's an amazing miracle of God that, as Corey said, that we've been we've been held together for this long. And again and again, I'm reminded about God's grace that He has held us together. If you're joining us uh, online or in person, my name's Galen. I'm a pastor here with New Life Community Church. We are a church that's spread throughout the city, 28 different locations, and you're joining. Rogers Park. It seems like a lot of locations, right? I don't even keep track of them anymore. But we are on the north side. We are in Rogers Park. We're so grateful to be here. And we've been going through an amazing series called The Ten 
Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Now, many of you have probably heard of those Ten Commandments. It's like become cultural. You see them in movies, cartoons. You see them on like, like government buildings still. I don't know. Is that still allowed? I think they like took them out, some of them. But probably certain states allow it still. Uh, it's been a part of our culture so much that most people kind of hear the Ten Commandments and know like a little bit of it. Some of them, you can watch some funny YouTube videos where people try to like, remember what they are, you know, and that's just hilarious. But there were some of the first guides that we have from God on how we were created to live. So God created us. He designed us to live a certain way. And then he gave us some guides on how the best way to do that is. I mean, I've told this a ton of times. It's like actually taking care of your car, okay? If you have a car, it's supposed to get an oil change like every like 3,000, 5,000 miles maybe, right? It's like actually following that if you don't. There's consequences. The car dies, right? Or at least just doesn't work as well. Other things go wrong, right? So there's guidelines that God created to help us. And these are some of the first ones that we have. And the, the Bible's made up of this story, this whole story about how God is trying to reconnect with his people, reconnect with us. He created us. He wants to reconnect with us as we chose to go away. We chose to go our own way. And God, in this whole story of the Bible, is trying to reconnect with our hearts. A huge chunk of the early Bible is, is this story of how God rescues the Jewish people. And how he continues to try to connect with them again, and again, and again, and again, right? And, like, literally, if you read it, it's kind of depressing, but it, 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 it's God's... And in the middle of that story, there's, it's God laying out these Ten Commandments, which is this famous story of him on the mountain. He's like, people, this is how you're supposed to live in order to follow my, in order to live in the way I created you to be, right? And people don't do it. And, and just like the Jewish people, we think these rules are what God is trying to do to take away our fun, right? <laughs> Try to like take away the way that we would like to live or the way that we think is best for our lives. That's what we think, right? <laughs> if we're honest, right? no, I love to obey God's rules, right? Um, the reality is that God gave us these commandments because he knows that if we were to follow him, if we were to follow these commandments, we would then live our best life. Isn't that a pop culture phrase, right? Like, yeah, live your best life now. Well, that's what God wants for you, right? He wants you to live your best life. But it's not going to come the way we want, right? Like everyone else is just like, do what you would like to do, right? Whatever makes you happy. It's not necessarily what God says because whatever makes us happy usually goes separate from what God knows is best for us. He knows the best way for us to live. So over the last weeks, we've been sharing about a few of these commandments. Who remembers some of them? What, what was one of the ones that we've heard about so far? Here's a test for you. Anyone, just shout one out. No yeah. No other gods before me. Yes. What's another one? No idols. Good. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. And last week? Sabbath. Honor the Sabbath. Yes. Man, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh... So this week, we start to turn a corner. Those first four have everything to do with our relationship with God. All of them have to do with how we connect with God in the right way. 
Now these last six of the Ten Commandments have everything to do with how we connect with each other. How many of you have problems with connecting with each other, relationships with each other? Does that happen to any of you? Yeah, you feel like maybe like you could use some help? Only Inyas has had problems with other people. Okay? <laughs> he was the only one who raised his hand. He's like, yes! Lord! <laughs> we'll help you later, Inyas. Okay, everybody else here is fine. So, just, as long as we don't talk to Inyas, we are going to be great. <laughs> uh, I think we could use some help, and this first one is, is kind of hard. Kind of hard. It has everything to do with that dad walking through the store with a little child screaming its lungs out. Believe me, it doesn't stop when it's a little baby, right? Like, it grows up, it's 20s and 30s, it's still screaming its head off at the grocery store usually. We're going to talk about the fifth commandment, which is honor your parents. Yeah. Go ahead and flip to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. You can look on your phone. If you just Google that, it'll come up. We're going to have it on the TV screens. Uh, we'd love for you to follow along so you can see for yourself. This is in the Bible. We'd love to go straight to the Bible. We believe that this is God's words for us, his reality that we need to align ourselves to. So that's why we go to the scriptures first and foremost. We don't want to assume and I don't want you to become like me. I want you to become like God. And his words are what are going to help us do that. So look with me at Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. It says this. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. This is the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. So first off, I feel like this commandment is a challenge. Right? Like, a pretty strong challenge. I feel like, you know, as I read this part verse, I think every single one of you is either thinking of your parents or your kids. Okay? When you hear this, right? And I'm pretty sure you're probably thinking there's not much honoring going on. Like if your kid, if you have kids, you're probably thinking, yes, please, Pastor G, talk to this kid right here, right next to me, or maybe hopefully they're doing a kid's zone message on this. Okay, that's probably what you're thinking about. Uh, but on the flip side, did you know that even parents have parents? I know, crazy, right? Every one of you have your own biological parents. It's crazy. Each one of you have two biological parents in your life, and it doesn't matter how old you are, that's just the way it is. If you're still confused, come talk to me after service, okay? Um, now, as you're thinking about this, here's the craziest thing. None of you are thinking the same thing. When you think of your parents, none of you are thinking of the same thing. Some of you are thinking, my parents were the worst, right? You, you have horrible memories of them. And you haven't talked to them maybe in years. Years and years have gone by. Or my parents just weren't involved in my life. Or I never met my parents. I was raised by someone else. Or I wish I never knew my parents, right? Or my parents did the best they could. Or maybe some of you are saying my parents were great. 
right? And there's like this spectrum all the way across. None of us had the same experience with our parents. It's something all of us share in common that we have parents, but none of us share the same experience. And for all of you sitting here, this command either hits you like a club over the head. You're like, honor my parents? Kidding me? Or you're like, yeah, honor my parents. Sure, of course. You know, that's easy. It's either way too hard or way too easy. And I get that because if there's anything I know about relationships, they're hard. The more time you spend with people, the harder it is. And most of us have spent all of our lives with these people, right? It gets harder and harder to love them, like both ways, right? And you started off pretty bad, I'm going to say. Like the screaming in the grocery store, I think every parent had probably experienced that with you. You were that person at one point, right? So here's what I'm going to do. I want to break down why this commandment matters and why did God create this guideline. What does this mean for us today, right? It's not something we just want to breeze over. We're like, oh, that, that one we can just say and move on to the next one. No. So let's start by talking about that word honor. Honor. This is what that word means. High respect as for worth, merit, or rank. It's a good, like, finishing word, rank, right? I really want to zoom in real quick. You know, I like to define words. Let's just talk about this word respect for a moment, because I feel like honor is kind of, can be switched with respect a little bit. Respect means the esteem for, or a sense of the worth or excellence of a person, right? Like you, you, you respect them because they, they, they're worthy of it. They, they deserve your respect, right? They, they, they have a personal quality or ability or something considered as a manifestation of a personal quality or ability. So it's something that causes you to respect them. Like it just naturally happens because you're like, man, this person is so amazing, right? That's respect. Another definition of respect is deference to a right privilege, a privileged position, or someone or something considered to have certain rights or privileges, proper acceptance, or courtesy, acknowledgement. This is a flip side of respect. This is respecting someone or something because of where they're placed in your life, right? Like God actually tells us in Romans 13 that we should honor all people that are in the government. I know that like goes over a lot of our heads. We do not really honor or respect very many people in the government, but actually God calls us to because of their position, not necessarily because they deserve it, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like in a second, but I just want to differentiate. Some people deserve honor, and some people don't, but still get it. Does that make sense? A little bit? Some people are deserving of respect. You see, like, honoring your parents or respecting your parents can be one of two things. You can honor your parents because they deserve it, or you can honor your parents because they are your parents. Following with me? That's why God gives this as a commandment. It's not necessarily like, you know, everyone deserves it. It's, I'm not going to pretend like you all have parents that deserve your respect. One of the biggest breaking points in a child's life is when they find out that their parents are human, right? It, literally, there's psychologists that study this, that point when they find out 
that their parents are not like superheroes, right? Where they have flaws, where they make mistakes, where they hurt them, right? Even the best parents have that moment. Everything you thought you knew is undone, and this can happen late in life for people. I think of one of a, a good friend that was actually a mentor in my life, who he was in his late 30s, and his parents had had a great relationship their whole life, or so he thought. They've been married, they just celebrated 25 years, and he's a pastor now. I'm like serving alongside him. And all of a sudden, his parents get a divorce and start dating other people. Like literally within like six months, just like happens. And he didn't know. It like messed him up so dramatically. He had this super crazy high platform view of his parents. And all of a sudden, it crashed so low that he actually ended up stepping out of ministry. It like messed him up so much in his understanding of the church and life and Praise God, he's still a believer. He's not really back into pastoral ministry. But just to show how much that can affect you even later in life, right? Your expectations of your parents being at some level. And when it breaks, it can really mess you up. So what are we supposed to do in these situations? All of us have them, the breaking points where we realize our parents are human. I don't know, maybe you're the lucky one sitting here and you're like, my parents are perfect. You know, I've had great relationships with them. Um, and I know that some of you, you've had it much worse than we can even imagine in your relationship with your parents. I recognize that. You're probably sitting here thinking this commandment definitely doesn't apply to me because there's no way I can ever respect or honor my parents. But let me tell you about another verse. This comes from the Apostle Paul. He's writing to people that are slaves. If you didn't know, I think they estimate that around 90% of the Roman Empire was slaves. 90% of the people in the Roman Empire, which controlled most of the world, was slaves. That's what they think. That's how much... Uh, so 10% is like Roman citizens. So it's quite a big deal if you are a Roman citizen. You follow? So 90% are slaves, and he, he writes to these people that are slaves. Imagine this. You're a slave to someone. They own you. Right? Look what he says. 1 Timothy 6. All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect, so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Paul isn't talking about the kind of respect where you're like, oh wow, this is a great person. Right? Most people that were slaves were born into it, were captured, were, uh, were forced to do it. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean this is an amazing person, this person deserves it. But Paul is saying, he's challenging people that are slaves to still show respect to their owners, not because they deserve it, because it will reflect back to God. And I think it's an important place to start with this conversation, because I feel like that's such a hang-up for us. The idea of whether or not someone deserves our respect. Right? This commandment, honor your parents. Oh, does someone deserve me to honor them? God doesn't really ask us that question. Think about it. If he even says slaves should respect their owners, then how much more children, us, all of us are children, respect our earthly parents, honor our earthly parents. So this is the number one I want to say. You don't honor your parents because they necessarily deserve it, but because it honors God. That's the foundational truth we have to start with. It's so important. We have to start here. A lot of us feel like someone has to deserve something in order to receive our respect, right? And, and 
wouldn't it be nice if that were true? If it were true that they did deserve it, that would like make it so much easier, right? Problem is, like I said, everyone is swallowed and broken and usually never works out that way. You just think, how many of you all can give yourself an honest examination and say, you know what? My parents always had a good reason to show me respect. I never treated them badly. I never made bad choices. I always obeyed and did what I was told. I was the perfect model of a child. Anyone? <laughs> Tessa. Here it is. Okay, kids, come and talk to Tessa. Uh, <laughs> How about your job? Do you always deserve to have the job that you have? You always know what you're doing, right? You're definitely the most qualified. You're like, uh-huh, yep, that's me. I should have a promotion, actually. Can you pray for that, Pastor? Right? Never played the fake it till you make it game, ever, right? You knew what you were doing the whole time, right? How about your relationship with God? Always deserved that one? Always lived in a way that would make God proud. See, a lot of the times we don't deserve the respect that we get so much from other people, right? And we hold our parents to this, maybe this, this, this high standard. We're conundrum as humans. We expect so much of others that we do not live ourselves. We're only in a position that we are because of God's grace. Whether it's your position within your family, your job, here on earth, with God, and even with our parents. We're supposed to extend that same respect and honor outwards to those same people. Maybe the ones that are hardest for us to love, who have hurt us the most, are furthest from God, even when it's our parents. You following with me? Why? Because it honors God. That's the simple truth. It may not make you get warm, fuzzy feelings inside, right? Like, I wish it was easier, but it's the truth. God calls us to do hard things sometimes, right? When you honor your parents, even when they don't deserve it, it shows that you respect God. It's like saying, okay, God, this doesn't make any sense to me, but I trust you more than I trust myself. Okay, so we got this a little bit. The basis for honoring parents isn't always them, but God. We honor God, and then we honor, and when we honor God, we in turn honor our parents, right? So what does this look like? What does it mean to honor your parents? How does this look practically? Do you obey them no matter what? Do you give them all your money for the rest of your life? <laughs> You're like, please, no. Uh, do you make them dinner every night and bring it over? Uh, do you listen to their stories about your childhood for the 103rd time, even though it's so embarrassing and you're hanging out with all of your friends, right? What does it mean to honor your parents? What? Let's talk about what it means and what it doesn't mean, right? A couple simple rules. Honoring your parents means treating them with respect, right? Like, as in, this is true of pretty much any of our relationships, by the way, especially the people we don't like. The easiest thing to do is to trample them, to dehumanize them, right? We come up with labels, right? Uh, we talked about this back in the series where it's like labels are something for lazy thinkers, right? Like we, we label people so that we can dehumanize them, that we can easily write them off. We do that with our parents too, 
right? We do it with everybody. We're like, oh, that's just a crazy conservative, or that's just a psycho liberal person, right? We come up with these labels and it allows us to dehumanize them enough so we can write them off, and we do the same thing with our parents. If we can dehumanize them, then we can treat them however we like. We can then say, this is okay. We say, they're not really worth it, right? But honoring your parents has a lot to do with seeing them as humans made in the image of God. It's hardest to do with the people that are closest to you, right? Putting them back into the human corner, listening to them without interrupting, yelling, assuming, uh, mocking, because they're your parents made in the image of God. I was, as I was like reading for this, I found this verse. I just thought this was like so perfect. I want to read this. This is from Proverbs. It says, The eye that mocks a father that scorns an aged mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley and will be eaten by the vultures. So I was just like, I got to read this to everyone just so you know the warning of the scriptures, okay? If you don't want your eye eaten by a raven and vultures, then you should probably honor your parents, okay? I think this is an extreme, obviously. But I think this is important to show us, like, it's so simple that we should just treat them like humans, but it's so hard for us to do. I'll tell you this, if you're still living at home, most likely under the age of 18, but that's not really true much anymore, right? Uh, then honoring your parents has a lot to do with the word submission. Now that's another horrible word. Everyone's hating me right now. We're like talking about all these horrible words, right? We don't like to hear it. It's God's plan for you, but we don't like to hear it. It's actually how God designed each of us to live. We like to be independent and make our own horrible choices. But when God is talking about honoring your parents, if you're still living under their roof, it has a lot to do with just obeying them. Right? Now, unless your parents are forcing you to go and steal candy bars from the store, or to sleep around at school, or spend hundreds of hours on TikTok, then most likely you should obey your parents, okay? Because they are trying to do what's best for you. And even if you disagree, God wants you to live in agreement with them, right? Part of honoring and respecting your parents is letting them guide you at this age. But let me say, it gets trickier as you get older, right? as you get older. Because there's always some parents who want to still have you as their little niña niño forever, right? They're like going to keep a, a handle on you. They still want to control every aspect of your life, where you live, uh, what job you have, who you marry, right? Uh, and some of you can I just get an amen, maybe? Amen. <laughs> like, right? Parents can be a little bit over-controlling and so it's like a double arrow, right? It's like pointing at you. You're like, that's me, but it's also my parents, right? There are obviously extremes to everything, but some of us have parents that are that are not even the least bit involved, right? We have the opposite extreme. Some of us have a healthy relationship with our parents now that you're grown. Some of us have strong, over-controlling parents, right? Let me say this. God still wants you to honor your parents at this age. He still wants you to respect them, to listen to them, to even take their advice, to help them. But I will say, it is not dishonoring to your parents to say no when you get a little bit older, right? It's not dishonoring to say no. Now, I'm talking about the way you say it. It's not like, no, right? But instead, like, 
you know, mom and dad, I really appreciate your care and your love, but I really feel like this is not best for me, right? It's everything to do with the way we say. Your parents may have the whole life planned out for you, right? But they want you, maybe they, they want you to live in a certain place, work a certain job, be married to a certain person. I mean, your parents have invested quite a lot into you, most likely. But there does come a time when you respectfully have to say no to your parents. And how do you know when to say no? Well, assuming your parents have like, made the best choices, which is not always true, but sometimes God has a different plan. Right? Sometimes God has a different plan. If you're a follower of Jesus, and this verse applies to you, Luke 14, verse 26. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. I love this because it's very confusing. It says, if you do not hate your mother and father, then we just read, honor your father and mother. What? Jesus, I thought you said what? Number two. This is point number two. Jesus first, then your parents. Jesus first, then your parents. You see, we can so easily blend those two together, mix them up, but Jesus is saying, in comparison for your love for me, it should look like hate for everyone else, because nothing else even comes close to my guidance, my love, my direction, my grace in your life, right? If God calls you to give up everything, move somewhere that seems dangerous, and live the rest of your life as a single person, but your parents tell you to do the exact opposite, God calls you to obey Him first. That's hard to hear, both for us as children, but especially probably for some of us here who are parents, right? That letting go, allowing. It's hard to accept. Side note, if you're still living under your parents' roof, meaning probably under 18, then you still need to listen to your parents, right? Like, Mom, Dad, God told me to live at Disney World. No, you, you still have to obey your parents. Like, no, that's not God's plan for your life, right? Okay? So here's a verse that can help clarify. This story, it's kind of confusing, but I felt like it helps clarify this point. This is a story that happened with Jesus. He was talking with the Pharisees. They were the religious leaders at the time. And Jesus is like kind of rebuking them. He says, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and mother. And anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you said that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Corbin. Corbin, remember that word. Corbin, that is, the word means devoted to God. Then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Uh, thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many things like that. Very interesting because it talks about the exact commandment we were just talking about. And we're talking about the religious leaders had come up with this loophole in the way to honor their parents, right? Like, say their parents were getting older, couldn't take care of themselves. They're like, all that energy that I would use to help take care of my parents, I'm going to give that as an offering to God. And instead, go and do what I want to do, right? So they were using it as like a loophole to say like, hey, I can still be religious and in good standing, right, and not honor my parents. And Jesus is like rebuking them for this apparent misuse of this commandment. I want to say, we do the same thing. 
Corbin is seen as a bad word here. We always think of it as like, you know, bad thing was it was being misused, but it's actually not. It just means to give to God. This is this is devoted to God, right? It's interesting, it's pretty much the only time in the scripture we see this word, but it must have been more common back then. Um, here's the difference. These people were using God as an excuse to get out of honoring their parents. Right? They weren't putting God first. They were using like the God card. Like, hey, I don't really want to spend my time, my money, my effort to take care of my parents. So, Corbin, right? Instead of what we were just talking about is putting Jesus first is the opposite. Where it's like God is calling me to go and serve in this place. So I'm not going to be here, mom and dad. I got to go on. Right? It's not even assuming like parents are at a certain stage. Maybe they're in the stage of life where they need your help and that comes into play as you're praying and like seeking with God if this exact circumstance. But sometimes it is God calling you somewhere else and that's where it's like hate your father and mother in comparison to me. Do you see the difference? Where we use God as an excuse because we want something or God is calling us to something and we're being obedient. Following? Following the tricycle. It's <laughs> hilarious how distracted we are. Literally, everybody's just like... <laughs> it's okay. I'm totally with you. Finally, take a quick look back at that verse again. Exodus 20, verse 12. It says, Honor your father and your mother so you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Let me tell you something, when you honor your parents, it appears that you get a blessing. It's the final thing I want to say. Number three, God blesses those who honor their parents. Look at the book of Ephesians, if you think this is just like Old Testament stuff. Look at the book of Ephesians, chapter six. It says this, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then, literally, Paul quotes Exodus 20. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Let me tell you, there's not many things that have a promise after them. Right? Ephesians 6, it says, which is the first commandment, with a promise. God promises you. That if you honor your parents, and keep in mind everything we just talked about, what that means to honor your parents, right? Doesn't mean they deserve it. Doesn't mean that you like do everything they say. They're not like the Lord over you, right? But it's showing respect and honoring your parents. If you do that, it comes with a promise. It reminds me of how God says when we give of our finances, He promises to open the floodgates of heaven and make sure that you have everything that you need. That's like pretty much the only spot I can think of that God like has a command with a promise. That strongly, right? He actually says on that one, he's like, test me. Test me. My, test my promise, right? God cannot lie. If he says this, it's going to come true. He says, if you honor my, your parents, look at this, number one, that it may go well with you. That's great. Let's go with that. Okay, I want it to go well with me, just in everything, okay? And number two, that you may enjoy long life on earth. Here it is, the secret. You don't have to take the supplements anymore. Don't need to go see the doctor or exercise, right? Like when I was working, I worked at CVS for like a year way back, 
And I remember like all these like elderly people were coming in, they're like, where's the anti-aging creams? You know, like taking your mom was like, wow, like $60 for this little tube? What are you doing? You know, I mean like people like think that that's like, some, that's our obsession, right? It's like overcoming death. We don't really honor or respect as people get older or even ourselves. We're like so scared, like, uh, don't ask me what my age is because I don't even want to tell you, you know? Like, I feel like, man, we should, like, be like, honor you. Like, you have, like, lived longer than most throughout the history of the world. And now we should be honoring and respecting that. And that's really what God is saying. If you want to live long, honor your parents. You want a shorter life? Well, some of you are like, I'd rather have a shorter life. Thank you very much. I'll not take that promise, right? Like, we want to live longer could flip it, you can start here with honoring your parents. And it will go well with you. I don't know, that just sounds great too. Right? You like want your job interview to go well, right? You want that like relationship to go well. You want your finances to go well. I think that could probably, like you could see God's blessing in those areas. He seems to say this is the first one with a promise. It'll go well with you and you will live longer. So I want to close just by saying all of this is so good. But none of it is really possible without the help of Jesus. Amen. Right? That's right? Sometimes we spend so much time talking about how we should live, but not enough talking about the power to live that way. You see, there's an important truth to all these commandments. We, we can't do it. That's why you have the Bible continuing this story. We actually will continually mess up. We will continue to dishonor our parents. We will continue to dishonor God. We will continue to break all of those. Without the power of Jesus. And that's the powerful conclusion to the story in the Bible. You see Jesus coming down and doing what we could not. He lived a life where he didn't break any of those commandments. And then that whole thing where he died on the cross was actually doing it in your place. In my place. Right? When we break these commandments, the only answer, the Bible says the only answer is death. So Jesus said, I don't want you to die, so I'm going to die in your place. And then the greatest news, if we trust and believe in him as our saving grace, as we say, Jesus, what you did is truth and reality, and I surrender my life to you. The Bible tells us that Jesus will actually come through his spirit and live inside of us and then empower us to do what we never could have done. We can actually honor our parents. So I feel like we we can't close any other way but by recognizing that that is our hope and our truth. Right? So this morning, if you're if you're hearing this and you're thinking, man, I need to talk with someone. I have such a bad relationship with my parents. I don't even know where to start. That is why we're here. We would love to talk and pray with you. Invite uh, maybe Corey and Yas and Danielle. I see you guys just saying right there. If anybody wants to come and talk in the back and pray with someone. We love to do that. So important. That's why we gather here. We want to have community as well. It's not just me talking to you all the time, but like, hey, what is God doing in your life and your heart? And, and most importantly, if you're sitting here and saying, I don't really have that relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you to come back and talk to someone as well. We'd love to explain it. We're not going to pressure you into anything or push you and force you or anything, but we're definitely here to talk about what that means. So I'm just going to close with a prayer, then we're going to take communion together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your grace to us. You have loved us when we have not deserved it. 
But we have broken so much of the way that you commanded and called us to live. Thank you, Jesus. We pray, God, that as we as we wrestle with these truths, God, I pray you help us. Help us by your grace to love our parents. As your children, help us to love them the way that you have loved us. Do a miracle in your grace in us. Thank you, God. And we just pray this in You have been listening to New Life Community Church in Rogers Park. If you have been blessed by this message, please let us know. Now go and live a new life.